Your Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WTs. Turn that fan off, would you? 88.3 WTs after further review. There we go. Yeah, couldn't really hear each other. Got the fan going on. They got the, um, how you like this beat, uh, Frank? This is a good one. You know whose beat that is? Uh, unfortunately, I do not. It's SZA. The song is I Hate You. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good song, actually, uh, SZA. Make sure you uh, check that out and more on my other show, Cool Kids Radio, Urban Education. Saturdays that, 10 to midnight. The I hit you sounds like something from the Haters Ball. Yes, the, <laughs> I think that was a Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle bit. Did. Yes, the Haters hey, Ball. Hey, 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 I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Dude. Frank Vashner taking it way back with the throwback there with the Dave Chappelle bits. But yes, there was the Haters Ball. Haters going hate. Silky Johnson, player hater of the year. Yes, and <laughs> they did have a player hater of the year. Um, banquet. Um, that's also you probably have to watch this show. There's another one, Boondocks, which was came on around that time. Dave Chappelle was on, and they had the Hateocracy. Um, just just look it up on YouTube, the Boondocks, and put in Hateocracy, and it was these three people that just hated people, <laughs> so they were part of the Hateocracy. So, <laughs> yes, but yes, that is SZA with "I Hate You," and I will be playing that music on Cool Kids Radio, Urban Education Saturday nights. Saturday nights we do it right ten to midnight. And if you missed the show, midnight to two here on Toledo's only alternative, eighty-eight point three WXUT. We're not hating here, but another shout-out show to um, Kicking It With Nay at 2 o'clock. She's actually another hip-hop show. She's pretty good. She'll be coming on an hour after we get off the air. Uh, but we're not spreading no hate around here. Talking a little bit about Brian Flores and the lawsuit. I mean, it pretty much rocked the world. Your thoughts on it? Well, obviously, when the news broke and came out that he was suing the NFL for I'm like, okay, well, let's see what it is. And then it comes out that when he interviewed with the Broncos, he says that John Elway allegedly, keyword allegedly, showed up hammered and it was a sham interview. And, of course, Elway comes out and immediately denies it. So I think right now it's more of a he said this and he said that. But then it comes out he had some... It was when Bill Belichick texted him and and said, hey, congrats on getting the Giants job. Oh, wait. That was when they already said that uh, Brian Dable had been named head coach. He he hit the wrong Brian, which there are memes out there now saying that that, uh, (laughs) I hate to say it, but there's a. Uh, memes out there that said that Bill Belichick now has to redo his contracts with uh, contacts in his phone with white Brian and black Brian. Oh Lord, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to because that 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 was that was interesting. Um, and then, and then of course, but the Broncos came out and said the reason why they looked to shovel was because they were on a flight with very minimal sleep, and that was the only time they could fit in the interview. So supposedly they were somewhere else; they had to fly in. And that's why they look disheveled and disinterested. That is the story that they are bringing out. 
still that's uh that's still it's not a crock of BS. I still don't think it's a I mean what whatever comes out of this either way it's still not a good look. I mean look they t- they tell they pretty much teach this to you. If you're going in for a job interview, you got to be prepared. Get some rest the night before. Make sure you clean yourself up, shave, all that good stuff. But that also should apply to the person who is in who is doing the interviewing. And because again, you, you want you want them to look like say, "Hey, they want you got to look like, "Hey, you want to be here. I want to see who what this guy brings to the table." and all that so and you got to look like you're into it as well well what the thing comes down to is they're talking about the rooney rule as well where you know there's only one black head coach out of 32 teams and 73 to 75 percent of the league is black well for african-american the the thing with the rooney rule is that it it seemingly gets abused and i've actually heard heard a couple of black radio hosts say they don't like it because all this just says, hey, oh, we inter- just to check a box, say, hey, we interviewed a minority candidate. No, that's always how it's been. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's just like somewhat of, of, of a form affirmative action to the extent yeah. where, you know, you're hiring guys because but you, you want don't to fill a quota. Get, it was the yeah. fill a quota. And you're not. And, and I, I feel like I'm, when, the, when these, these reports come out like this, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all that this happens. I mean, you have to look at it this way. Is it racism? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know these owners. They're part of the billionaires club. I'll probably ever never get to know them. And look. But yeah. there's another R word. Is it relatability? Some people hire on relatability. If you don't hang around a lot of African Americans, are you really going to hire them? Not really. You're going to hire the people that you know, the connections that you know. So more times than not, you're going to hire somebody that you're relatable, relating to. Now, athlete and coach are totally different. Athlete, you go by their performance to play. So obviously you need the African-Americans to be on your team to help you win a ball game. Yeah. But as far as coaching is, coaching doesn't go out there and play. They try to keep you prepared, but coaches get hired to get fired. So it's just like I'll take a swing on this guy. If it doesn't work out, I'll take another swing on another guy until hopefully I get it right. So I think that's where the difference is coming coming from. And I'm not saying all owners are racist. There's probably, obviously, if you do the math, there's got to be a few out there. But I think more or less this is more on relatability issues with ownership and GMs. Yeah. And, of course, the other thing, too, was Stephen Ross uh, supposedly told Flores, I'll give you, uh, I'll pay you 100 grand for every loss you have, get you to, intentionally tank and Flores obviously said no I know look I, I I know I've said my stance on tanking well, well but you I, don't, I'm you glad don't, this, you I'm don't glad lose this came out. you don't lose you don't lose on purpose no no nobody does that I mean if that's the case you got a bigger problem I mean look we said we said in the NBA and I'm you put pl- you play your young guys you let them get better you hope they compete and if you pull off a win, okay. If you don't, no one, no one's going to be shedding any tears. But for the owner to basically give you an incentive to lose, that's reprehensible. And also, oh, Ross was the guy who allegedly was behind firing floors. And I'm not going to say that Stephen Ross is an ardent racist or any of these other owners are. 
If somebody produces a smoking gun of them calling somebody the N-word, then I will be the first person to light the match. Yeah, and, and I also think, too, <laughs> I, I see this all the time, and, and, and it's somewhat in the NBA. At least I'm glad that there's tanking in the NFL because the, for years the NBA was accused of tanking, and people said, oh, it doesn't happen in the NFL. There's only 16 games. The NFL is this and it's that. And it's like, oh, okay, there you go. It's proven that people tank in the NFL. They tank. You get the number. And obviously there's no lottery yeah. for the NFL. So if you got the worst record, you get the first, you know. Yeah, but I, I think what happens in the NFL is you see guys will be – they're going to play younger guys who you say, you know, these guys are going to be part of our future. We want to see what we can get out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? If they help us win, great. If they don't, then if, they, if we don't win, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I mean, you – or you're just flat out not good. Look at the look at the Detroit Lions this year. I don't. I'm not gonna. I will not accuse Dan Campbell of intentionally losing. I mean, he he basically tried to do what he could, but well, you that guys, was a roster that I don't. E- I don't even think think uh, Vince Lombardi could have won many games with. Here's the thing. You guys weren't tanking because obviously they're probably you could count five. Maybe six games that you had an opportunity, like Baltimore oh, yeah. Ravens game. The guy kicks a what a sixty-seven yard field <laughs> yeah. goal, and it barely gets over the field goal pole. I mean, uh, Detroit game was win. I mean, the Pittsburgh game was winnable, and they they tied that one exactly. So I mean, you know that that stuff like that. Oh, that's your fault. Yeah, that stuff like that to me says you're not tanking. Yeah, actually, uh, that's Jared Jansen's tuning in on his TV right now, oh, okay. watching us live. <laughs> Live I actually have to give a little bit of mention to him as he's the head coach of Ida High School. They have uh, gone on a bit of a winning streak. I thought it was four or five games. Yeah, they've won. Uh, I believe Jared, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, I believe you've won. Is it four or five that you won the longest winning streak since uh, 2013? Oh, nice. So well, things are. I mean, they had a they had a rough start too, but they really? they're starting to get th- they're starting to get things together. They've had um, they recently got a. Kirby Karsten back from an injury finally. Carter Dietrich is finally getting closer to 100% because he was a little on a bit of a pitch count to begin the year with the injury that he was recovering from. Um, and then uh, Beck Kukla, sophomore shooter who comes off the bench, he's starting to see a little bit more time as well. And also got to make mention of uh, Team I'm a part of Bedford finally got their first one of the year over Ipsy Lincoln last night. Congratulations to both those teams out there. And I met Jared Jansen on a prep heats um, tournament in, for AAU. And um, hopefully you'll see him out there on the on the tournament trail. But back to the subject at hand here yeah. with Brian Flores. I, I also don't like this situation where, and I hate to say it, but sometimes black coaches get the poor jobs, like David Culley with Houston. Yeah. He actually kind of did better than expected. And the, 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 the Texans were a hot mess. And it was kind of the same deal in Arizona a few years ago with Steve Wilkes. I mean, he he was handed a crap roster, and he goes three and fourteen, which I don't think anybody else would have done too much better. They fired. You sure, him. you sure he was three and thirteen? Or yeah, from yeah, because they only sixteen damn, games. Back damn, then. this whole this whole new schedule things really got me thinking yeah, differently. Yeah. Only seventeen games this year. <laughs> Yeah, but still, three wins is three wins. Right. Hugh Jackson saying that he could he was basically offered probably bonuses for him tanking with with uh, 
Jimmy Haslam, who, by the way, was in a fraud scam with the Flying J. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, those look that up on your own time, and and also even the Lions have been accused of some of these practices when uh, they said Ter- Tara Austin, who was a defensive coordinator when Caldwell was head coach, they decide, oh, we're going to get rid of Caldwell because nine and seven isn't good enough. Uh, no, not, you were on that. You were on that train too. Well, look, I'm not because a lot of his in-game decisions were reprehensible. Mm-hmm. That was that but, was a problem. But better I mean, than Patrick Patricia, as you call him. Yeah, that, that. I mean, look, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll. I've said this on this show before. I'll say it again. I'll keep saying it until the day I leave this earth. Us Lions fans. We were hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived with Quintricia. <laughs> Quintricia, okay. Yes. Because Bob Quinn comes in, says, oh, 9 to 7 is not good enough. I'm like, and my thought was, okay, you want to be a big boy and get a, get a, get a coach in here who's not just going to win, but also make the right decisions and play to win the game? Trademark Herm Edwards. And then he decides to go hire his buddy, he from New England, and I think that just shows that in the NFL, I mean, I I know we said, coaching is about relationships, Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing, but unfortunately, it can also be a bad thing, too, because then if you you go too far, you end up having the good old boy system, and that's kind of what the Lions were a victim of with Quintricia, and of course... Carol Austin said, yeah, he was promised an interview, even though it had already come up, said, oh, we're going to hire Matt Patricia, and look what happened. Yeah, that's what I said. And and I think that's also, you know, why I think at times African-Americans don't sometimes get a fair shot or any minorities get a fair shot because, you know, you're not part of the, the good old boys club or the big boys. And I think the Rooney rule – I think to myself, why force it? If you don't want yeah. that candidate, don't go in there and have a fake interview. No. Just to, to check a box. Because that's kind of insulting. Yeah. And I mean, say, I, get, I get why there's been affirmative action in place, but also the pro, I think it does. sometimes it does more bad than good because then it's like, oh, we got to hire somebody just because uh, they're a minority. I believe you. I always believe you should hire the person who's most qualified for the job, regardless of their origin or skin color. Right, exactly. But I think also they're trying to. I, I think they're trying to at least get an opportunity, and they felt that no one was getting an opportunity. Yeah. But there's ways to get around that. I mean, like I said, okay, we hired our, you know, we not hired, but we interviewed our one or two. Uh, African-Americans or minorities, okay, we're going to go hire this guy. You know who you're going to already hire. So, you know, like I said, Bill Belichick, it seems like Bill is always in the news somehow. How is it that you would text and say you got the job almost a week before doing the hiring and before he even actually interviewed for it? How does that make Bill Belichick look? Pretty stupid if you ask me. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to like, oh well, I had the brands mixed up. I don't, I don't use Snapface or Insta Chat or any messaging apps. Bill, 
you should know who you're sending the message to. Or at least have the last name. Hmm. Hey, with uh, whoever it is. Look, I got multiple people in my phone who have the same first name, and I make sure to have their last name in, too. And I might even have them marked under which officials association, especially since a lot of it's my brothers in stripes or my brothers in blue. Your brothers in stripes and your brothers in blue. If I say that, look, in blue, I prefer to baseball, mm-hmm. stripes, football. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which, um, quick programming note, I will be out next week as I will be at the uh, Southeast Michigan Umpire Camp at Lincoln Park High School. I'll be out as well as we're playing Napoleon High School, defending D2 state champions. Ooh. Yeah, so we'll be playing that next. So like I said, it, it, it was last three weeks, obviously, the last two weekends I was in Columbus and Cincinnati. Obviously, I think you were out the week before. Yeah. So it's good to get on get on the air and obviously have Jared Jansen, you know, call in. Or not call in, but watch the show yeah. on his big screen TV. Absolutely. And it looks like he showed you a picture of it. Yeah, he did. Okay. So what do you think is going to go go on from here? Obviously, Brian Flores, he's, they're, they're saying, it's reports, are saying he's still candidates for jobs. Which, I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to be for much longer because... The league's prop the league's unfortunately gonna end up blackballing him, which is gonna be a shame. But then again, I don't know if the NFL's even gonna investigate because they came out and denied pretty much all his allegations without an investigation. Mm. Kinda makes you think, doesn't it? What? That maybe the there somebody's covering some stuff up and I mean look, kinda with the whole deal with the wa- with the now Washington commanders. Uh, I gotta get used to that too. I'm still used to the the Washington football team should have kept also, it. That's you, another story. You should. You're also probably used to the R word. Too. Well, I've I, I've pretty much stopped with you, that. Yeah, I, you've erased it from your memory. Yes, uh, I just I always refer to them as the Washington football team or the W. The W. They yeah, should. they still have the W. It looks like, but the W looks like it's from the waste management. Uh, <laughs> I, I <laughs> w. That. Yeah, it looks like waste management W, which you know the organization with Dan Snyder has been operating like a waste management. I mean, just so many blunders. Yeah, I mean, he's been pulling a lot of bad stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just look, y'all can look that up on your own time. <laughs> right. Now, do you think he gets blackballed? Does he? Is he like the Colin Kaepernick of coaches? Where I'm putting my career on the line, but I'm exposing what's going on. And, and, and earlier this year, or in the football season, John Gruden getting fired for racist comments but then there was tons and tons of emails from other owners and other organizations that they wouldn't reveal they just revealed that against against John Gruden by the way Mike May I got fired as well later on after the season so now it looks like the dark side of the NFL is being exposed yeah and truly I I don't know if Flores is even gonna be considered for a job or even get one unless you you would pretty much have to have a total house cleaning. I mean, that's pretty much ev- everybody that has a hand in covering stuff up or any of these alle- or any of these allegations are true. They're going to have to be gone. It's basically. I mean, look. I know you can't. It's hard to fire owners, but look. No, you can't. If, They're private businesses. Yeah, you can't fire an owner. Yeah, but if. If the NBA can strip Donald Sterling of ownership of the LA Clippers for a lot of the racist stuff that he said, then the NFL better have the nuts to do the same. 
But how? They gotta have proof. Exactly, and it's gonna it's gonna have to come out, and the right people are gonna have to come out and prove it. And, and quite frankly, I'm not sure if I trust Roger Goodell to actually go out and prove it. But that's my view. He can't because he works for the owners. The owners pay his salary. So now you're kind of in a, a quagmire here because he is basically under the owners. It's you big. see how that loophole works? Yeah, I I do see that, but I mean you can't bite the hand to feed you. Which basically means it's a it's a case that's gonna have to go to court before a judge, and somebody's gonna have to start talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it was kind of weird that Flores was fired after two consecutive winning seasons. And Miami, yeah. he was. They were. He was told he was hard to deal with. Uh, well, that's. I mean, I even heard that he wanted Deshaun Watson, and Tua, management said, yeah, "No, man. you're getting Tua." But I mean, look, the guy. The guy won games. They start. They started this past season like what one and seven, and then mm-hmm. re- up, seven straight, I believe. Yeah, they won, and they won games. Which makes you wonder if he was saying he wanted to tank them. Makes you wonder if he said, you know what, we're losing. I'm just going to go out in a blaze of glory. Let's go win. Kind of like when, uh, remember Major League when the, the owner wanted them to be so bad? Oh, and, yeah. And every time they would win, she'd take off a, they'd take off a piece of clothing to the, the, in the locker room on the picture of her. Uh-huh. You remember that on Major League? Uh, I've only seen bits and pieces. They, I do know the storyline, though. Yeah, and they won in spite of her. <laughs> yeah. At the time of that movie, that was the only way that the Cleveland Indians could at least enjoy going to a World Series. Because at that time when the movie was made, the Cleveland Indians were a pretty bad baseball team. Yeah. Of course, I've even wondered if the Detroit Tigers were kind of like the same way in the first Major League movie. Because they've been pretty awful as well. But, you know, A.J. Hinch is turning them around. Yeah, that's true. So, wrap this segment up a little bit. Um, What do you think? I think more of it's going to come out in the coming days, weeks, maybe months. And like I said, you just better hope that the right people are going to nut up and say the right thing and do the right thing. You know, and and Hugh Jackson, what are your thoughts on Hugh Jackson coming out saying that they were incentivizing the lose to get the number one picks? Well, I mean, (laughs) Brown's top draft picks, and Haslam just said, you know, Jackson just doesn't want to accept the losing that he he was a loser. He's now the head coach at Grambling State. Yeah, I haven't really looked too much into it. I've just heard bits and pieces, but I mean, again, if if that's proven to be true, then. There needs to be consequences. Yeah, that's true. Once again, I guess this proves that going along to get along is not always the best option. Yeah. All right. Well, David hadn't called in, so we're going we're gonna to basically end with this segment. Then you're going to have the best names from signing day? Yep. And what, what you got on that? Well, I've got a list from Athlon Sports with uh, several names on it. And I mean, list from Barstool only got five, but at least tells you where they're all going. Uh, okay. I'll probably just uh, start with that, and then we'll just hit the uh, Athlon one right after this. All right, that's you listening to eighty-eight point three WGTS. After further review, remember that SZA with "I Hate You." Would you ever would you ever play this song for some girlfriend you hated or something? 
<laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. Also, just uh, got an alert from ESPN that um, Jackson comes out and says, quote, I wasn't paid to lose. He said he was never paid to lose, but says he has evidence that the team intended to. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I did see that. You know, intentions, <laughs> whatever, maybe. But once again, Yeesh. he was put in a... He was put in a bad situation there in, in Cleveland. But then again, I never thought Hugh Jackson was a good coach anyway. So <laughs> Neither I, I, did I. <laughs> I think it was more or less the, the latter where you just weren't a good coach and couldn't really manage the team. Because I think Deshaun Kaiser could have probably been a really good quarterback in the league if he wasn't under Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Just my thoughts. And Deshaun's here from the uh, city of Toledo. Take a quick commercial break. You listen to 88.3 WGTs after further review going on until about 1.00. Uh, you can always check out the show here, usually 11.30 to 1 o'clock. But we had a little bit of a late start waiting for David the Man of God Harris. Um, and also, check us out if you missed the show or any of our segments. We got our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to both of those. And every time we load up uh, uh, a segment, uh shows up on your phone. By the way, Frank Vashner had his take about the Kansas City Chiefs Rick rolling all the way to the I Super Bowl that didn't age well this yes I'll load up to that because they got the lead and they uh, I don't think they really they choked, choked. Well, how they choke hey no excuse how for they me. well I guess they took took their foot off the accelerator decided to get cute and Patrick Mahomes says hey I'm gonna be a magician and we're gonna get cute with throwing the ball around and oh crap <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't, I, you know what, or Frank? Why don't we just give credit to where credit is due? I mean, look, I'm not, ta- I'm, Joe. I'm not, ta- I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow because look, I've, I'll admit, I've been a Joe Burrow fan ever since he was at LSU. Right, right. Smoking Joe. <laughs> I love, I love Burrow. Dude played well, and also. Check the tapes. I said that Ke- that Cincinnati's offensive line was going to have to learn to put their nuts on and protect Burrow. Lo and behold, they did. Okay, please, not that. That that's what Kansas City. That's what you said that Kansas City did. Yeah, don't, yeah, but uh, we don't really need that sound. Effect. Well, your sound. Yeah, no, your sound. We have a sound effect machine, so we need to use it. Not you over there acting like you didn't choke on a peanut. <laughs> but like I said, I listened to that and I said, oh, that didn't really age too well. I know, but again. But you're I, right, their offensive line is bad and they protected Joe Burrow. They but. did. They put. I said they were going to, I I said it, they were going to have to nut up and protect him and they did just that. So I, my, I will it, tip my hat to them. Is it Joe Namath Burrow? He's, <laughs> he's got that swag. I mean, look, the question of whether he has swag or not, that that's pretty obvious, right, isn't it? He, he knows how to smoke that cigar, and he also knows how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I've, I can't help but prove the guy. I mean, he looks my, like Jerry Jansen's brother, kind of. <laughs> well, that's a first. So good old smoking Joe, though. But like I said. I, the, yeah, like I said, I'm. I hope I hope he can I hope he pulls it off and gets a win. But look, I, I'd say early indications right now. You're going for Stafford because he's a former Lion. No, I'm I'm, I'm not. Which Why not? Okay. it shows you how much of a, a a trash bag team that the ownership is at Detroit. It the does. guy leaves and he's a success, and, and it makes you think Barry Sanders and and uh, Megatron should have said, you know what, we should have got out of here and went somewhere else. Yeah. And the, and the other thing, too, that's really been getting on my nerves 
is a lot of Lions fans acting like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl because they're happy Stafford. Here it is going there. Look, you can be happy for Stafford. Nobody's saying can be. I'm happy for the guy, too. Because look, look what all he did. He gave it. He gave it his all. Detroit. The problem was he had nothing but uh, outside of Megatron and a couple other guys. Didn't have much to deal. He had incompetent coaches, horrible GMs, and the worst owner in sports. Ford. Yeah. So he was. He was in a. He he did everything to make the best of a bad situation. I won't take that away from him. Now that he's actually got. A competent organization with a competent head coach and some competent talent. Aside from Odell Beckham. Haters gonna hate. You're part of the hate I know. I'm glad Stafford let me look. Odell Beckham, I think, is too much of a nut job. But you know what? He gets the job done, though. But good, but good for, but good for Stafford. Right, exactly. Don't hate on him. Like I said, we talked about SZA. I hate you, and part of the the haters' ball. You were right about to go to the haters' ball on that one. And so I'm happy Stafford won, and you know if he go he goes out with the Super Bowl, I will do nothing. Saying, hey Matt, congratulations, man. If he wins, yeah. is it almost like the Lions winning the Super Bowl. No, no, and no. Why? I mean, he was part of that he organization. He was the face of the organization for 12 he years. He doesn't play there anymore. He moved on. Y'all need to move on as well. I mean, you can still you can still be happy for him. You can still be supportive of him. But don't act like that your team won the Super Bowl when he don't play there no more. Maybe it'll get the Lions to get in gear. And win a Super Bowl. Well, look, obviously, I'm I'm interested to see what uh, year two of the Brad Holmes regime can bring. The what? The Brad Holmes regime. Who's that? Oh, the Brad G- Holmes is the Lions GM. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. I keep thinking it's Quinn for some odd reason. No, he, he got fired. Thank God he's gone. Yeah, and then the Bears also got rid of their GM and uh, their head coach Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. So. Well, no, Although no, there's rumors one. that the Lions are going to hire Nagy as offensive coordinator. I, yeah, he's a good offensive coordinator. He was in Kansas City. I mean, I'm not going to say that he wasn't, but it's somewhat interesting of a hire. Sometimes a co- you're better as a coordinator than a head coach. Actually, he wasn't a bad head coach. Let's be honest with you. His first two or three years, he was a winner. It was just the last year. But the Bears are just like the Lions. They are just ran horribly. Yeah. Hor- I know your pain. I know your pain. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the division if that man decides to stay or go. That man is an Aaron Rodgers, but we'll take a <laughs> or quick Sharon Rodgers as my good friend Todd Kaplick likes to refer to him as. They hate hateocracy. Take a quick commercial break. Listen, eighty-eight point three WHT's after further review. Like I said, iTunes, SoundCloud, WHT's after further review with a picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head. When we return. Bleacher Reports and Bar Stools. That's actually Athlon and Bar Stools. Athlon and Bar Stools. Uh, interesting names on signing day. Is this the current one? Yes, this is a some of the best names. And we got some good ones too. I got five of them who I know where they're going. Maybe actually maybe six because I saw a name on here who's going who I know where he's going. And there's actually somebody from uh, up the road from me. <laughs> okay, that and more here on eighty-eight point three WGDs. Further review. Thank you.